Um, welcome everyone, um, and good whatever time of day it might be for you there, um, wherever you are. Um, I have, uh, Padmanabha Maharaj asked me to uh, uh, speak this month on the um, four Vaishnava Sampradayas. So I'm calling the presentation Four Vaishnava Sampradayas a brief introduction to the schools of Pakti. And in an hour or so, I think that, uh -oh. Hold on a second. I seem to have killed Bhakti Prem this month. I'm not sure how to fix that. Okay, cool. I guess when I muted all, somehow or other, it muted you too, right? That seems like a bug to me. Um, so I think the best we can do um, in an hour or so is um, a very cursory look at the uh, sampradayas, the different um, channels of divine dispensation provided by the Lord for the conditioned souls, um, just so that we can get a sense of our kinship uh, with the, the uh, different sampradayas. So I want to start by looking at the Kumara sampradaya or Nimbarka sampradaya, as it's sometimes called. But first, I want to do a quick interview over, excuse me overview of um, all four sampradayas. So we uh, have the Kumara sampradaya, which is also known as Nimbarka sampradaya, Nimbadityas sampradaya, Sanakadi sampradaya, and Hamsa sampradaya. And we'll come back to the reasons for that in a couple of minutes. And then there's the sampradaya coming from Shiva, generally known as the Rudra sampradaya, but also known as the Vishnu Swami Sampradaya and in, in modern times, um, most probably most active um, as the Vallabha Sampradaya or the Pushtimart. Um, the um, Acharya, uh, uh, 
foundational acharya for the uh, Rudra Sampradaya is Vishnu Swami. His Vedanta commentary is called Sarvagya Bhasha. And the tattva, the philosophy he teaches, is Shuddha Dvaitavada, purified monism. So it's a monism that's not like the monism that's taught uh, by uh, the Advaitins. Uh, I forgot to uh, cover these things for Nimbarka. Um, Nimbarka Acharya is the uh, foundational Acharya for the Kumara Sampradaya. His Vedanta commentary is called Vedanta Parijata Sarvapasha. His philosophy, his tattva is Dvaita Dvaitava, Dvaita Advaita, monism and dualism, or sometimes referred to as dualistic monism. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, in a few minutes. Then we have the Sampradaya coming from Lakshmi, the goddess of fortune. Um, generally known as the Sri Sampradaya or Ramanuja Sampradaya because um, its foundational Acharya is Ramanuja Acharya. His commentary on uh, the Vedanta Sutra is called the Sri Bhasha because um, he is a devotee of Sri or Lakshmi course and his um, philosophy is called Vishishtadvaitavad. Um, it's a specific monism. We'll talk more about that. Um, we'll talk more about that in a couple of weeks. And then uh, we have the Sampradaya coming from Brahma. Um, generally referred to as the Brahma Sampradaya or the Madhva Sampradaya because the um, foundational Acharya is Madhvacharya. Um, and his uh, Vedanta commentary is called the Purnapragya Bhasha um, because his name was Purnapragya uh, before being um, given the name Madhva. And more recently, the Madhva Sankradaya, um, by its connection, um, which, which we'll discuss later in, at the end of the month, um, by its connection with Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his Sankradaya, um, the um, Madhva Sankradaya has been kind of refreshed um, by um, Baladev Vidyabhushana's Govinda Pasha, um, which we'll talk a little bit about um, at the end of the month. The foundational acharya is uh, Madhvacharya. His philosophy is a pure called it's a purified dualism. It's not a strict dualism. He calls it Shuddha Dvaitavada. Um, so um, it's 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 not a dualism that says there is spirit and there is matter and we don't have anything necessarily to do with with each other. We see that kind of dualism in many of, of the lines of Christian thought um, and, and other religious thought uh, nowadays. You've got the secular and, and the profane and never the twain shall meet. So um, 
But his uh, dualism isn't like that at all. It's a purified dualism. Um, in, and we kind of see um, a, a great commonality among the um, tattvas taught by these different acharyas, and the differences are um, often um, quite subtle. And then since Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, um, the, uh, that, philosophy has, uh, that philosophy has been not replaced, but um, again, maybe refreshed or enhanced by uh, the uh, philosophy of Achintya Bheda Vedavat or Achintya Bheda Bheda Tattva. Achintya Bheda Abheda. Bheda difference and Abheda non-difference. The teaching that uh, spirit and matter, um, every, that everything is identical with the absolute truth at the same time that he remains um, aloof from these things. And now, generally devotees think of this as something perhaps fashioned by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But if we study the Bhagavatam carefully, we see that actually this is the oldest of teachings because we, um, um, in, the, in, in the Bhagavatam, in the second canto, we see this philosophy taught just most specifically in the chapter called Purusha Sutta Confirmed. And just by its reference to Purusha Sutta prayers um, uh, of the Rig Veda, this means this is actually the original teaching of the Vedas because the, what the Purusha Sutta uh, prayers teach and what that um, chapter, what that entire second canto demonstrate is that at the same time, everything is Krishna while Krishna remains aloof. So there is a simultaneous one and difference that's effected by Krishna's inconceivable energies. As Swami Tripurari um, frequently points out, it's not that it's inconceivable that they're one and different because the other philosophies um, also uh, acknowledge that. Uh, that's that, that's uh, at the core uh, of their um, uh, of their uh, perspectives, but um, but that this is affected by his um, uh, inconceivable energies. So that's a, a quick look. Um, to read my slide. I have a couple of quotations um, that um, help us understand a little bit about these, about the perspective of Vaishnavas on uh, the four sampradayas through which we approach the Lord. This um, is from the uh, Garga Samhita. I don't remember the context of who's speaking. Um, Bhamana, Brahma, Ananta, Shesh, and Sanaka Kumar will appear as Brahmanas by the order of Vishnu for the preservation of eternal righteousness in Kali Yuga. Vishnu Swami, Madhvacharya, Rama, Anuja, and Nimbaditya will appear respectively as a portion of Bhamana, Brahma, Ananta, Shesh, and Sanaka Kumar. These four saviors will be the establishers 
of four authorized and empowered spiritual channels of disciplic succession in the period calculated from the reign of King Vikrama in 54 BC, subsequently through the 432,000 year cycle of Kali Yuga. These four authorized and empowered spiritual channels of disciplic succession are to be fully accepted by all beings as any word, combination of words or formulation of sound frequencies invoked or addressed, audible or inaudible, secret or revealed, ancient or contemporary, outside their auspices, have absolutely no efficacy. So that um, also calls to mind the Sampadaya Vihina Yea uh, verse that no mantra that's not received uh, through the um, channel uh, of disciplic succession. And these channels are established um, by the order um, of the Lord himself that um, no mantra can have any real um, efficacy um, if it's not received through one of these authorized channels of disciplic succession. And uh, here I have a quotation from Srila Prabhupada about the four Sampadayas. And this is from a uh, purport in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. The philosophers known as Kevala Dvaitavadis generally occupy themselves with hearing the Shadi Rakibhasha, a commentary by Shankaracharya, advocating that one impersonally consider oneself the Supreme Lord. Such Mayavad philosophical commentaries on the Vedanta Sutra are simply imaginary. But there are other commentaries on the Vedanta Sutra. The commentary by Srila Ramanujacharya, known as Sri Bhasya, establishes the Vishishta Dvaitavad philosophy. Similarly, in the Brahma Sampradaya, Madhacharya's Purnapragya Bhasya establishes should have Dvaitavad. In the Kumar Sampradaya or Nimbarka Sampradaya, Sri Nimbarka establishes the philosophy of Dvaita Dvaitavad in the Parijata Sarabhapasha. And in the Vishnu Swami Sampradaya or the Rudra Sampradaya, which comes from Lord Shiva, Vishnu Swami has written a commentary called Sarvagya Pasha, which establishes the Shuddha Dvaitavad. A Vaishnava should study the commentaries on the Vedanta Sutra written by the four Sampradaya Acharyas. Interesting note, here is Srila Prabhupada using the phrase Sampradaya Acharya. This is apparently how he intends his followers to use it. Um, the speculations of um, uh, clever disciples notwithstanding. Um, a Vaishnava should study the commentaries on the Vedanta Sutra written by the four Sampradaya Acharyas, namely Sri Ramanuja Acharya, Madhvacharya Vishnu Swami, and Nimbarka. For these commentaries are based on the philosophy that the Lord is the master and all living entities are his eternal servants. One interested in studying the Vedanta philosophy properly must study these commentaries especially if he is a Vaishnava. These commentaries are adored by the Vaishnavas. 
And then one more thing on the Vaishnavas generally um, that many of us may be aware of. We see in Srila Bhaktivedanta Thakur's um, uh, Navadvip Dham Mahatmya, where Lord Chaitanya is um, speaking with um, uh, Sri Nimbarka Acharya. And um, as part of his discussion, he says, Madhvahoite sar dvaya kore vagrahan ekahoi kevla dvaita nirashan Krishna murti nitya jani tahar sevana sevritya sar jana mahajana. Oh, great personality. Uh, from the Madhva Sampradaya, I will accept two essential principles. So we know this that um, Bhaktivinoda points out in, in Navadvita Mahatmari, as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu pointing out to um, uh, Sri uh, Nimbarka, that, um, Lord, that Lord Chaitanya has. Um, Borrowed may not be the right word, but appropriated perhaps from each of the Vaishnava Sampradaya's two principles. Um, so from the Mudfoot Sampradaya, I will accept two essential principles. The refutation of Kevala Advaita, exclusive monism, and service to Krishna's deity form, having accepted this form as eternal. So sometimes um, by the influence of, of this Kevala Advaita or um, Advaita Vedanta philosophy, um, people tend to see the form of the Lord as, um, as a manifestation of mat matter that we can kind of think of as, um, you know, uh, um, our um, approaching the Lord through it, but it's not... Um, actually, the Lord Himself, but um, we, we um, rely on oh, am I getting messages from Dr. Prema? Are you locked again? Can you chat and then you say something? There should, uh, on the porno, there should be audio in Espanol. Um, you may have to check on, uh, click on the little globe icon in your Zoom app and I guess choose Spanish without um, original audio. Oh, okay, bueno. Está bien? Okay, I'll take that as an okay. So um, we rely largely on, oh, I have to unlock Bhakti Prima again. I don't know how that happened. Okay, so pardon me, please. Um, 
Yeah, neither do I. It's a great mystery. This is all a big mystery to me somehow. I don't know how I don't know how I'm able to do this. Um, okay, so his refutation of of the monism of the um, uh, of the Shankara school and service to the deity form. These two things we've we take from Madhvacharya. Then he says, Ramanu Jahoiteami, Loiduisar Ananya Bhakti Bhakta Jana Sevar. From Ramanuja, I ex accept exclusive devotion, Ananya Bhakti, and service to the devotees. Um, sometimes Swami Tripurai Maharaj likes to um, remind us um, our, our religion is called Vaishnavism. That means we worship the Vaishnavas. As directed by Lord Shiva, as Lord Shiva revealed to Parvati uh, that service to those things connected to Krishna is even um, more elevated than uh, serving Krishna directly. And then he says, Vishnu hoite duisar kordivasvikar tvadiya sarvasvabhav ragamargar from Vishnu Swami. I will accept the sentiment of Bhagavan Sri Krishna that Bhagavan Sri Krishna alone is my everything, Tvadiya Sarvasvabhava, um, and the path of spontaneous devotion, Ragmarg. Um, so this is these are the wonderful gifts um, of the um, uh, of the Vishnu Swami Sampradaya, and then. He says, Toma hoite laba ami dui mahasar ekanta radhika shai gopi From your sampradaya, the line of Sri Nimbaditya, I will accept two supremely essential principles to exclusively take shelter of the lotus feet of Srimati Radhika, ekanta radhika shaya. Um, oh. Looks like I cut something out. Um, and um, spontaneous devotion. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Oh, and Gopi Baba. And, and worshiping uh, Radha and Krishna in the mood um, of the gopis. So we'll uh, talk a little bit about that um, um, later this morning. Um, and this, um, the way these verses are organized, provide. Um, uh, provides a, a natural segue or transition um, to discussing the Kumar Sampradaya itself. So um, it's called the Kumar Sampradaya or the Sanakadi Sampradaya because it was established by uh, the Chatusana, the four sanas. I always like this, that there's a seem to be a little sense of humor um, even in ancient Sanskrit, that they're called the four sanas because their names all start with sana. So these four brothers, Sanaka, Sanandana, Sanatana, and Sanat Kumar, um, known as the four Kumars, these are mental sons of Brahma. They were born from Brahma's mind. And um, we're probably aware that, um, uh, that he conceived uh, these uh, four um, uh, personalities, um, he conceived of them as progenitors, but
because in telling any story, there has to be a little bit of drama. The four Kumaras resisted and they absolutely declined to marry and, um, and create progeny. Um, instead, they insisted on staying young boys like Kumaras or, you know, kind of toddler boys and completely innocent um, and completely celibate. And they studied all the Vedas. They were quite learned in the Vedas and they were later instructed uh, by Hamsavatar. Um, now the Hamsavatar um, appeared um, in response to the Kumara's approach to Brahma um, about uh, with questions about how uh, we can, um, you know, the conditioned souls uh, can become freed from the clutches of the, uh, you know, the threefold ropes um, of Krishna's external energy. And apparently he was a little stumped. So the Lord appeared as Hamzavatar and gave the Kumaras some instruction. Oh, also, before we get there, speaking of drama, we also know that the four Kumaras caused a little fuss, even in Vaikuntha. Um, these are souls who are completely free. And uh, they decided one day to visit Vaikuntha Loka. But as we know, they were stopped by Jaya and Vijaya, um, a couple of the gate uh, guards at, at the inner gate um, to this particular Vaikuntha Loka. And they challenged him. They said, well, we don't let anybody, um, you know, no one gets in here but devotees. So, you know, we have to um, refuse you entrance. And the Kumaras became um, a little miffed. And in, in a sense, you know, uh, there was a little fault on, on both sides. But the Kumaras became a little miffed and they um, uh, cursed Jai and Vijay. The Lord intervened, um, personally took responsibility for any um, misbehavior on, on, the, um, on the part of his devotees. I think this is a wonderful lesson right there that um, you know, when there was this um, fuss, this disagreement between um, the four Kumaras and the um, uh, guardians to, of Vaikuntha, the Lord personally took responsibility for any mistake by his devotees, Jaya and Vijaya. He didn't, you know, say, well, you know, look, it's their karma or, or anything like that. But he, he stepped in, intervened, and, um, and arranged um, to mitigate the, um, the curse. And we note, we may note from the seventh canto of the Bhagavatam, very beginning of the seventh canto of the Bhagavatam, when we're being set up for um, the appearance of Hiranyaksha and Hiranyakashipu, especially Hiranyakashipu, so that we can hear the um, Leela between Nrsinga and Prahlad, um, that this is a very, this is among the very rare instances simply for carrying out Leela in which um, a resident of the spiritual world may come 
um, to the material world. So the Kumaras were at the, um, the middle of this whole fuss. So they were part of the um, uh, original cause for um, Lord Nursingh, uh, for um, Hiranyakashipu's um, uh, tormenting his uh, devotee son, Prahlad, um, and for the appearance of Lord Nursingadev to protect his devotee. So um, when Hamsavatar appeared, um, the Kumaras quite innocently, perhaps, um, at least naively, I, th I, I would say, asked when they saw Hamsavatar, when they saw the Lord apparently in the form of a swan, they asked, oh, who are you? So he um, responded um, rather um, pointedly to their uh, perhaps uh, naive question. And so he said, um, if by asking me, who are you, you were referring to the material body, I must point out that all material bodies are constituted of five elements, namely earth, water, fire, air, and ether. Thus, you should have asked, who are you five? If you consider that all material bodies are ultimately one being constituted essentially of the same elements, then your question is still meaningless because uh, there would be no uh, deep purpose in distinguishing one body from another. Thus, it appears that in asking my identity, you're merely speaking words without any real meaning or purpose. Within this world, he says, um, so he's, he kind of dismisses the question as not being terribly essential, kind of missing the point. Um, and so then he said, next, within this world, whatever is perceived by the mind, speech, eyes, or senses is me alone and nothing besides me. All of you, please understand this by a straightforward analysis of the facts. So this is Hums, the Hamsavatar's preface to his teachings to, um, to the four Kumaras. And he teaches them um, essentially, uh, of course, bhakti yoga. And as we see in the second verse, text 24 here in the um, 13th chapter of the 11th canto, he says essentially the same thing that he tells Brahma at the very um, beginning of the universe. Um, everything that you experience, everything that you can imagine, that's all me, the personality of Godhead. And whatever you can conceive of as being separate from me, you know, please know, please understand clearly, that's my external energy. That's my illusory energy um, that's meant um, simply for bewildering people. That if, if we want to see things straight, we have to see um, through this particular lens um, that, in a sense, everything is Krishna. Um, however, it's every, it's Krishna in the sense that everything uh, everything that we experience is Krishna's energy, and Krishna's non-different um, from um, his uh, different energies. So um, I just wanted to um, share this, not miss, the, this is the Hamsa Sampradaya co uh, connection. This is why the Sampradaya is sometimes called the Hamsa Sampradaya. Um, and the Kumaras um, are also, um, of course, 
younger brothers of Narada Muni. Uh, Narada Muni is a son of Brahma. I'm sorry. Um, no, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I got that mixed up. Um, they're, they're older brothers to Narada Muni. Narada Muni is also a son of Brahma. And um, he um, accepted the four Kumaras as guru. So um, we've, we see Narada Muni um, essentially at the, at, you know, at the head uh, of all the Vaishnava Sampradayas. He seems to have um, taken initiation in and given initiation um, to members of all four of the Sampradayas. So here he appears as a younger brother to the Chattusana, to the four sanas, and um, um, and uh, and uh, um, you know accepts um, instruction and, and uh, initiation from them, and then sometime later, Narada Muni encounters this personality named uh, Nimbarka or Nimbaditya. Um, and he had another name, which I meant to include and forgot, and it has since slipped my mind. Um, but um, anyway, um, Nimbarka, Nimbarka of the uh, time of his appearance is uh, a very uh, controversial topic. The academics, the uh, modern academics place him some in uh, based on which evidence they um, uh, give prominence to they um, some place him in the seventh century of the common era um, others in the 12th or 13th century of the common era traditionally uh, nimbarka is um, accepted by his followers as having appeared um, around the time of Janamejai. So, you know, around the time of uh, the uh, grandsons of uh, Krishna and the Pandavas. So that would be about 5,000 years ago, a little less than, um, than 5,000 years ago. Um, whichever um, we accept, um, the, um, and the, the devotees are um, perhaps naturally more inclined to accept the traditional version. Um, although um, uh, thoughtful devotees may also find a way to accommodate somehow um, one or more even uh, of the more uh, uh, modern versions, um, especially those of us informed by the um, the broad-minded perspectives of Bhaktivinoda Thakur, we see in his Sri Krishna Sanghita, he suggests that there's a traditional timeline, a traditional history, um, and, and um, certain personalities appeared at certain times according to the um, ancient scriptures. But historically, it seemed at least 100, whatever that was, 150 years or so ago, that um, that they may have appeared at different times. And Bhaktivinoda Thakur points out that 
um, the historicity or, you know, the, the um, empirically established timeline for the appearance of um, certain personalities or the occurrence of certain events um, uh, as given in, in the history, uh, especially of the Indian subcontinent or the universe through the, the lens of the Shastras um, is less important than, than um, understanding um, uh, that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead and that everyone is his eternal servant. Um, the devotees also accept that, uh, Nimbar that Nimbarka was um, considered to be um, by many of uh, his followers to be a manifestation of the Sudarshan Chakra so that he uh, was not at all um, um, from that perspective an, an ordinary human being. Um, the uh, Nimbarka Sampradaya, the um, Kumara Sampradaya has five essential practices um, that um, um, uh, comprise their um, their sadhana um, as, as they understand it. Um, so that would be uh, karma, vidya, dhyana, uh, prapatti, and guru, uh, guru pasati. So the karma is, you know, ritual action that's performed in conjunction as part of Varnashram Dharma. And, um, you know, it needs to be, um, it needs to be engaged in mindfully with its um, purpose and um, in always kept um, at the center, um, uh, attaining um, shelter at the feet of Radha and Krishna. It's, um, and, and this is something that we um, engage in according to our adhikar, um, based on varna and ashram, the phases of life and the stations of life, um, which we have found through our guna um, and karma, our um, personal qualities and the kinds of work uh, we're uh, meant to do. And this is a part of the means for salvation, but it's not completely independent uh, of the others. Um, also, um, vidya isn't, um, it's not subordinate to karma, but it's also not as an independent means of attaining salvation. But it's meant for those, again, according to their atikar, those who are inclined to um, months and years of, of scriptural study and meditation and reflection, um, then um, they uh, can um, engage in the culture uh, culture of jnana or, or, or vidya, um, knowledge um, of the scriptures. Uh, meditation, uh, the same for meditation. Um, it's not an independent means for salvation for everybody, but it's for those um, who are qualified to do it. Uh, that would particularly be um, the upper uh, castes, those with the yagyopavitam, the um, uh, sacred thread, uh, and they can they can incorporate this into their uh, uh, their sadhana. Now, prapatti, uh, prapatti is something that we will see in all the sampradayas. Um, um, I gave a, a seminar over two three months, I think I think three months, um, exploring shadanagati, which is the same as prapatti or shadanapati, um, taking shelter of the Lord. 
And for the um, Kumara Sampradaya, the, the, for the followers of, um, of Nimbarka, this means surrendering to the Supreme Lord as Sri Sri Radha and Krishna. So, and this is um, really kind of the um, crown jewel, the focus of their sadhana. Um, they um, conceive of the um, absolute truth ultimately as being Radha and Krishna. The, um, there is a distinction that uh, between uh, their um, approaching Radha and Krishna and the Gaudiya's uh, approach of Radha and Krishna in that um, they accept Radha and Krishna in a Swakya relationship, in a, um, a married relationship. And um, uh, I think I noted in, perhaps it was in Padmanabha Maharaj's um, uh, talk yesterday, that there is a sense in which this Swakya is there um, in Tattva, even in our Sampradaya, but in Bhava, the uh, Radharani and the Gopis um, relate to Krishna in a Parakya way, because it adds excitement, it adds flavor, adds spice um, uh, to the relationship, to all the relationships, actually, to all the relationships um, in Braja. Uh, because although everybody wants their daughters to marry Krishna, um, they end up having to marry their daughters to someone else, and then they go hang out with Krishna in the middle of the night, which just turns the whole village upside down. So, um, and this is a, um, uh, um, I, th I think this might be something that I got from Wikipedia and, and that I didn't just didn't have time to explore in, in greater depth, but it seems to be it's a kind, that it's a kind of regulative um, service um, with the highest devotion characterized by Madhurya Ras. Um, they um, apparently have a different, I don't have any experience of, of the Nimbarka Sampradaya, but apparently they also have a different Maha Mantra that instead of chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, they chant Radhe Krishna, Radhe Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Radhe Radhe, Radhe Sham, Radhe Sham, Sham Sham, Radhe Radhe. Um, just a little um, different flavor. Um, nobody would um, dispute uh, the sweetness of that. And then the fifth aspect of their sadhana is guru pasati or taking shelter of Krishna through the guru. Um, and uh, as we might suspect, um, whether, um, you know, whether uh, uh, Nimbarka Acharya appeared in the 13th or 14th century of the common era or the seventh century of the common era um, or the third century, I mean, um, uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, or, or the, the third millennium before the common era as, as is traditionally considered, um, there will be a number of lineages that have developed um, coming from uh, Nimbarka Acharya. Although there is, um, I, I forgot to include this, um, 
um, there is um, um, a, a particular um, Acharya who is um, considered to be um, in uh, at least, I guess, the most uh, uh, authorized representative um, uh, of the common expression, uh, you know, of the um, contemporary expression of the Nimbarka Sampradaya. They're quite active. Um, we see, um, you know, there apparently there are, there are many Nimbarka uh, temples um, around Vrindavan. Nimbarkacharya, the place of his, along with the time of his appearance, the place of his appearance, appearances also seems to be uh, under some dispute. Uh, dispute. He um, sometimes is referred to by the academics, the contemporary academics, our contemporary academics, as um, a Telugu Brahmin. So he'd be a South Indian um, from, I think, Karnataka or someplace like that. Um, the traditional uh, perspective on Nimbarkacharya is that he uh, was born in Maharashtra and that when he was young, his parents, his father was a Rishi, I can't remember his name, and his mother, a very saintly um, personality, that they moved uh, to Brajamandala in his youth and lived somewhere between um, Barshana and Govardhan. And uh, so, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, a, it's kind of interesting to um, try to understand that. Now, the essence, these things don't constitute the essence of Nimbarka Acharya's appearance among us. The essence is the teaching um, that he is given. Um, so we can we, um, go back. So from this line, we get our Gopi Bhava and uh, taking exclusive shelter of Sri Radha. And that's something that the um, Gaudiya Vaishnavas particularly can appreciate because um, as we hear often um, from our teachers in our Sangha, there are, there are um, through Lord Chaitanya, um, especially two um, primary uh, windows of opportunity um, for approaching the Lord in, uh, for attaining Braja Prem. And one is Madhura or Sringara Rati. Um, and for us, that's generally um, um, Manjari Baba, a form of Radha Dasim. And, um, and the other is um, Sakya Bhava. So, and, and among the Sakyas, um, among, among the Sakas, you know, you have the Priyanarma Sakas who see themselves also in Radha Dasim. Um, they're servants both of Radha and Krishna. And uh, they have a very special position. But all the, uh, from the Gaudiya perspective, all the residents of Vrindavan, they're all about, um, their service is all about enhancing the uh, pastimes between Radha and Krishna. Um, uh, you know, even, uh, you know, Mother Yashoda, Mother Yashoda wants Krishna to, um, you know, get a good night's rest so he can grow up to be big and strong. And, and uh, 
and the gopis want Krishna to sneak out at night to be with them. So there's always this tension. There's always some drama um, in, in Braja. And, and that's all for facilitating, um, uh, especially the, the devotees love for Krishna and Krishna's love for the devotees, but especially the relationship between um, uh, Radha and Krishna. So back to where we were. I think I might be at the end of the presentation. Oh yes, here we certainly are. Um, so I've ended uncharacteristically early, um, for which I hope everyone um, is a little grateful and will bless me. Uh, so there's time for some discussion. And so I need to go in and do more mudras and yasas. Participants, where's that window? Okay, this had to happen, that I would get completely lost. Ah, here we go. Okay, so now you should be able to unmute yourself if you have any comments or reflections um, or uh, questions. Oh, Vaishnav Maharaj is here. Dandavats. Well, I I assume that means. Um, that there are not further questions. I don't see anything coming up in the chat again. Good morning, Maharaj. Can I ask you something? Always, Kanaram. Okay, so I have two questions. I guess one is a question and maybe one is more of a comment, but um, so uh, while I was listening to you today, I realized I'd never really thought about it very deeply, but I'm assuming that the, the name Neembark is not an English name, like Bhakti Bringa Govinda. It's kind of like an English name, Neembark. Does it mean something else besides how it sounds? Um, actually, um, his, his original name had something to do with neem trees. I, it's neem is something or other. But um, I believe by Narada Muni, he was given the name neem barka, which indicates um, his, <laughs> the sun among the neem trees. Something to do with that. So nimba and arka together, the nimba tree and um, and the arc of the sun. So I, I, and I don't remember, I didn't have time to explore what the significance might be um, of that. Um, but no, it's, uh, it's not an American name like Kyle or Bill. 
Uh, what was your comment? I miss your questions and comments, Kamalama. I miss you too, Maharaj. Um, my my other thing was I was just thinking about about this idea um, about the windows of opportunity in Lord Chaitanya's sampradaya, so to speak, of and the thinking about how I think it comes in that section um, going into Lord Krishna's pastimes where Naparayam appears and he says, I, "I will appear and make devotees for you." And so maybe that's part of the Madhurya window of opportunity. I was just thinking sure. about that this week. Yeah, yeah. He he told Radha and the gopis, you know, um, it was at least implied um, that in order to make up for having um, abused you so uh, terribly, um, I have to come back and um, I have to make uh, folks your servants, your devotees. So this is um, this would certainly uh, be one way of understanding that um, Radha Dasyam um, in Madhura Rati, that Manjari Baba. Yeah, thank you. Oh, and congratulations. Thank I you saw, very much. I'll send you some pictures. I, yeah, I saw some Facebook pictures of y'all dancing. I guess Heather had posted them. Heather and, and Dana. Yes. And Gor did you see Gauravani? Oh, oh. How do you not? <laughs> we miss you. Dana, Dana makes sure you're going to see Gauravani <laughs> doing his thing in the middle of it. I mean, clear the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Maharaj. Thank you. Um, is there anything else before we adjourn? Yes, sir. There we go. Maharaj? Okay. I, I can try. Um, what do you recommend for us to read if we want some further knowledge and or information? Mars, can you hear me? I can now, yeah.
Oh, wow, that went, that, that didn't go where I was expecting. Um, um, I didn't, I, 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 as I think back, I didn't um, directly address that um, transformation um, at all, now that I think about it. Um, they were monists. Um, they were not monists in the sense uh, of the Kevala Dvaita of uh, Advaita Vedanta, of Shankaracharya's Advaita Vedanta, especially of the Neo Vedanta that we see nowadays. Um, but they were monists in the sense that they, that, you know, that there, there was, um, 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 it, it, you know, it was kind of like the Shuddha Dvaita that, that, that's being taught elsewhere where they saw everything um, as um, essentially Krishna's energy. Um, they didn't see, they certainly didn't see themselves as Krishna. So they were, um, they were self-realized souls. They were Atmaramas, like Shukadeva Goswami. And the transformation was actually effected, actually brought about by their um, visit out of curiosity by, to Vaikuntha and smelling the incense that had been offered to the Lord and smelling the tulsi leaves on Krishna's lotus, uh, that, uh, that are on Krishna's lotus feet, that are offered to Krishna's lotus feet. It, it's actually the, the, the fragrance of tulsi and the incense that brought about that transformation. Where do they live now? And what is their humor? Um, if someone, I hadn't thought about that um, because I, that's a really interesting question. I, I and I don't have an answer for it. I wonder if Vaishnava Maharaj um, has heard what is um, what is their uh, relationship with the, the, of the Lord before Kumaras. Maharaj. You can always count on Anapurna for good questions. Oh, I can't. okay, I'll ask him to unmute. Okay, I'm clicking now. Huh. I keep clicking the thing that says ask to unmute and nothing happens. I don't know why. That is terribly frustrating. Um, I was thinking of that. Annapurna stumped the swamis. She gets the big trophy today. 
Um, that's an excellent question. And as often happens uh, when I get together with devotees, um, I get some homework, some tarea. So um, this is my uh, tarea for this week um, for this group. I think I have four or five other homework assignments. We have a nice new devotee here at the temple in Honolulu where I'm staying from Ukraine. She's been practicing for a couple of years and very, very intelligent, serious young woman. And she's always asking questions that end up in homework assignments for me. So here's another one. Um, and I'm, I'll, I will um, try to track that down and, uh, and maybe we can, uh, I can share the results of my research um, at the beginning of next week's session, since we won't have to do the lengthy overview. Thank you. Thank you for that excellent question. Anything that engages me in hearing and chanting about Krishna is wonderful. Is there anything else? I think that's a long enough pause to indicate that we uh, may be ready to adjourn. So I want to um, thank you all uh, with gratitude, of course, uh, especially to Padmanabha Maharaj for um, engaging me like this. Um, and, and I'm really happy to have all of your company again, Martini and Vrajapati, Gornarayan, um, Kalachanji has already left, uh, Saki and um, Krishna Chaitanya and so many of you who uh, I see uh, when I get on and from whom I feel so far right now. Thank you all so much. Or Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai, Sri Chaitanya Sangha Ki Jai. Hare Krishna.